When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one. Good morning and welcome to week 10 of the NFL season. This is the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Matt and I will be taking you through your week 10 preview. This morning football is already underway again. This is the fifth and final of the international start games. This one featuring the Colts at the Patriots. Uh, It's currently just underway in the first quarter in Germany. Uh, it is almost the end of the first quarter, actually, and the Colts are leading seven to three. Be curious to see if the Patriots can rally and get a win. Uh, but before we dive into the rest of the week, let's take a minute and look back at the Thursday night game. Thursday night football featured the 1-7 Carolina Panthers at the 2-7 Chicago Bears. Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert did not clear in time to play in this one, but Tyson Bajant moved to 2-2 on the season as the Bears got the 16-13 victory. Uh, Seven of those points for the Panthers coming off of a punt return. Their offense continues to struggle even with number one overall pick Bryce Young. Of course, since the Bears hold both teams' first-round picks, uh, this was an interesting matchups it's quite possible that the bears will have a couple of top five picks uh, in this upcoming draft be curious to see what they do especially if they land the number one overall pick again this was not much of a game hopefully most of the games on the sunday slate will be a little bit better the chiefs the eagles the dolphins and the rams are all off this week so you won't be seeing any of them but let's go ahead and dive into my games of the week Uh, First up, the morning window game is a battle of rivals. The uh, Cleveland Browns come in five and three, uh, looking to battle the seven and two Baltimore Ravens. These two teams played earlier this season. The Ravens routed the Browns at home, but Deshaun Watson was not available for that one. We got Dorian Thompson Robinson in his lone start this season. Did not go well for the rookie. Uh, presumably things will be a little bit better with Watson uh, under center for the Browns. Both these teams have fierce defenses. It'll be interesting to see kind of the matchup with uh, the offenses as they can be with Watson going against Lamar Jackson. A lot of pressure on the Browns. The AFC North is a division that has all of its teams above 500, which is a pretty good mark. The Ravens leading the way at 7-2, and two, tied for the best record in the AFC right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. This could be a chance for them to pull a half game ahead and also to really put a lot of distance between them and the rest of their division, especially as they go into some divisional battles uh, with 
the Ravens coming up uh, next Thursday night uh, with the, uh, sorry, the Bengals coming up on Thursday night. So this is a really key stretch for the Ravens to kind of define whether they can lock up their division and sort of play toward a higher seed or whether they're going to have to fight for the division down the stretch. I expect this to be a good game. May not be the highest scoring game. Both these defenses, as I mentioned, are pretty stout, Um, but some good offense too. We shall see. Uh, in the afternoon window, not a lot of incredible games. Uh, I like this one the best, the Detroit Lions, 6-2, and two, coming off their bye, heading into battle the Chargers, who are finally back to 4-4. Four and four. They've been alternating, you know, two losses, two wins, two losses, two wins. If that cycle continues, they'll start their losing track uh, for a couple of games. But they would really like to right the ship and kind of make a playoff push of their own. The AFC is getting very crowded. As we mentioned, there are... Four teams in the AFC North that are all above 500. You have a couple in the East. Uh, you have the Jets there at four and four, kind of trying to fight their way back. You have a couple of teams making things interesting in the AFC South too, including the Texans who are right there around four and four. So there's going to be plenty of competition for those last wild card spots. The Chargers need to start developing some sense of stability moving forward. But the Lions, the Lions have looked like one of the NFC's best. Uh, they now have the Vikings kind of in their rearview mirror. The Vikings are five and four, making a strong push, not quite as much distance as there used to be. So coming out of the bye, they need to pile up these quality wins if they want to be a serious contender in the postseason. I like the potential in this one. Uh, Sunday night football, we are treated to a Jets in primetime uh, game two weeks in a row. Uh, this time they will be at the Raiders. The Raiders uh, got that big win um, last week, you know, in the, the first game without Josh McDaniels with Aiden O'Connell under center. The Jets coming up short uh, against the Chargers on Monday night football. Now they both meet here primetime Sunday night. Zach Wilson, good defense uh, going against the Raiders who, you know, they're often still a little bit of a work in progress. I don't know to expect a lot of points in this one, but it could be an interesting game. It has some stakes for both teams. If the Raiders can get back to 500, they too can start making a playoff push. Meanwhile, the Jets, if they want to remain in the playoff hunt and give some hope that if Aaron Rodgers made a comeback this season from that devastating injury, that there would be a reason for him to be out there, they need to start making a push now. Uh, Finally, the Monday night football game this week, the Denver Broncos fresh off of a bye coming in at three and five. They won two straight going into the bye after a really brutal start. We'll be in Buffalo to take on a Bills team that's five and four. And, you know, they things have not broken their way uh, particularly well. This game has a lot of intrigue. I'm uh, very excited uh, to see this. Obviously, as a Broncos fan, I'm excited and nervous. Can the Broncos coming out of the bye maintain that momentum and make kind of an unlikely playoff push? That's been a lot of the talk around here. Uh, so, but this, you know, could be a battle, an interesting battle. We also get to see Von Miller, who was just an incredible player for the Broncos, playing for the Bills, going against his former team for the first time. So that'll be something to check out. So those are some of the games on the slate this week that I'm excited to see. Uh, hopefully we have a pretty decent Sunday slate, get some uh, good mileage out of these matchups, unlike last week. Well, Now that we've looked at the games, let's look at some lineup options. Going into my sit starts of the week, and I will tee it up at quarterback first. And the first quarterback I want to look at is I am starting Jared 
golf. I know road golf isn't as appealing as home golf, but the Lions are having a great season. You know what? The Chargers defense and sense of home field advantage does not really scare me. When you combine the, that with four teams on a bye and the number of injuries at quarterbacks, it's easy to see why I still have Goff as a top 12 option. He's QB 12 on the season, even factoring in a bye week. I am firing him up. On the flip side, I am sitting Will Levis of the Tennessee Titans. Look, Levis got the nod to be the starter the rest of the season. That makes total sense for the Titans. And I've liked what I've seen from the rookie in two games. It's great for him, and it's probably going to be a good move long-term for the Titans. He's still viable as a super flex option, but if you're talking about a top 12 option at quarterback, which is a standard I set in these sit starts, uh, he's just not there for me. <coughs> he was great in his debut. He threw four touchdowns and got a win. But in game two, an interception, no touchdowns. This week, he's on the road against Tampa Bay, and I'm just not trusting him as a when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. QB1. So I am sitting Will Levis. Moving on to the running back position. And one of the big games of the day is the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I was close to making that one of my games of the week. I just like the Cleveland Baltimore thing a little bit better. But Travis Etienne at running back, I'm firing him up. The Jaguars are 6-2, and two, and they're having a great year. Part of that success has been ATN. He's running back three on the Severson, averaging more than 20 points per game. Yes, they're playing the 49ers, but he's a weapon, both in the running game and in the passing game. He's in my starting lineup. I think he's still a top 24 option at the position. On the other side, I'm sitting Zach Moss. Look, Moss has been a great story. He has helped the Colts a lot. He's in the game that's currently going in New England. But Jonathan Taylor is, you know, to start out the season, he was there on Pup and Moss had time to shine, but he got a big new contract. And as he's come back, we've seen him progressively getting a bigger share of the work. Last year, he, or last week, excuse me, he doubled up Zach Moss in touches. Taylor also a big part of the passing game. I think we're kind of starting to see that transition. Yes, Zach Moss is RB6 on the season. You might be tempted to start him, but I just don't think that he's still a top 24 option. I think we're going to start seeing him be more of a deep league flex option. So he is a sit for me. Uh, in that Colts game, though, I do like Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, rest of the receiving core, a little bit banged up. Uh, you know, Josh Downs, uh, Alec Pierce, they've, they've been a little bit banged up and beat up. Michael Pittman has been rock solid. He's wide receiver 11 on the season, averaging 15.3 points per game. He only has one game this season with less than 10 points, so he's had a very stable floor. He also has a great connection with Gardner Minshew. It's a winnable game here against the Patriots, so of course, I'm starting him with confidence. My sit is actually Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills. He's just not a reliable starting option. Now, you could see him get three catches for 
for 188 yards and two touchdowns this week. That wouldn't shock me. But you also can get what you got last week, which was a goose egg. In a crucial game against the Bengals, he didn't get a single reception. And that ought to tell us something. Uh, he would probably have a catch this week, but he's facing an improved Broncos secondary off a of bye week. He's just not a stable top 24 option for me. Now we move on to tight ends, and you know what? I'm back on the Taysom Hill train, and how can you not be? Uh, just when you thought he was out, you know, he pulled me back in that old Michael Corleone gem coming back here. As we look at tight ends, Hill has found a great role in new Orleans and he's become that team's version of something of a Christian McCaffrey last game. He led the team in rushing. He caught a touchdown pass. He threw a touchdown pass. He's a Jack of all trades and providing all of his points at a tough position in tight end. He's tight end 11 on the season, but he has 12 or more points in his last four games, including 20 or more more points in the last two games. This is a big game on the road with all the drama that happened with Michael Thomas. I think he's really a stay away. Uh, this is a very important game uh, for both the Saints and the Vikings uh, as they meet today. And so I think they will lean on Taysom Hill. I like him. I'm firing him up. Gerald Everett. He's my sit, uh, Gerald Everett, the Los Angeles Chargers. He seemed like a trendy tight end one option going into the season, you know, high-volume offense, a offensive coordinator that knows how to use tight ends. But, you know, he's just tight end 25 on the season. He's averaging just over seven points per game, but fellow tight end Donald Parham has been more of the tight end that's getting the red zone looks. Everett has talent, and he's in a good offense, but he doesn't have a consistent share. Even with all the wide receiver injuries, he is a sit for me. So that is a look at all my lineup options uh, there. Hopefully things go well for you this week. But I'm going to wrap up as I typically do, uh, looking at my picks against the spread. And let me tell you, last week, not my best week, 4 and 10, dropped me to 68 and 68. I did not start off hot on Thursday night. I took the Bears minus 3.5. And, and you know what? They only won by 3. Uh, so I am 68 and 69 on the season, hoping to get back above 500. In the game that's currently going, I took the Colts minus 2.5. I think they're just better than the Patriots. Uh, we have the Houston Texans at the Cincinnati Bengals. I took the Texans plus six and a half. I think the Bengals will get the victory, but I like the Texans and their young upstart offense to keep things close. <coughs> Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. I took the Saints minus two and a half. I think the Saints are just a little bit of a better team. Uh, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I took the Steelers minus three and a half. Green Bay's offense has not been consistent enough for me. I know the Steelers are not huge scorers, but I think they can get at least a four-point win at home. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what? I took the Buccaneers plus one and a half. I actually picked the Buccaneers for the outright victors. I think the Buccaneers are a little bit better team and they have a little bit more to play for. Toughest game for me to pick this week was San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. 49ers coming off a bye. So are the Jags. 49ers lost three straight going into the bye. Really can't afford to lose a fourth, but you know what? I think they might. I took the Jaguars plus two and a half. I took them as straight up winners as well. Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. I took the Ravens minus five and a half. It seems like a lot of points scared me a little bit, but the Ravens have just been so good. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. I know Kyler Murray's back, but I took the Falcons minus one and a half. I just don't think that Cardinals team is great. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Los Angeles Chargers. I mentioned this one earlier. <coughs> I took the Lions minus one and a half. I like them here. 
Next up, Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Giants. Biggest spread of the week, minus 16 and a half. That is a huge spread. But the Giants starting Tommy DeVito, they lost 40 to nothing with Daniel Jones. I am taking the Cowboys minus six and a half. Seahawks at home against the Commanders, minus six and a half. I am taking the Seahawks. Sunday night football, this was another tough one for me. Jets minus one and a half. I took the Jets. I just like that defense. I think the Raiders may uh, have a little bit more of a letdown here in week two. And then Monday night football, Broncos are plus seven and a half. I'm sorry, I took my team. I also took them as the straight up victories. Just when I would have thought I was out, they also pulled me back in. I'm starting to be a believer again. Well, that's a wrap on uh, the look at week 10 in the NFL season. Before I get out of here, I will end with the movie corner. Huge release in the MCU this week as the Marvels is in theaters. Eric and I will be looking at that tonight at 7 Eastern on this week at the movies. A couple other films. I really enjoyed David Fincher's The Killer, which dropped on Netflix on Friday. Great performance from Michael Fassbender. Uh, a movie that I really enjoyed. It landed up in my top 10. I think that's worth checking out. Another good theatrical release, Alexander Payne's The Holdover, starring Paul Giamatti, also dropped in theaters. If you're looking for something with humor, heart, a little bit of pathos, that is well worth checking out. So it was a great week for new releases. And uh, if you want to learn more of my take about the Marvels and uh, Eric and I looking back at Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, join us tonight at 7 Eastern. Otherwise, you guys have a great Sunday of football. And I promise you, if you tune in at 7 Eastern, you won't really miss that much of the Sunday night football game because it's Jets Raiders and there'll probably be 10 points total scored. So, giving you an alternative. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.